I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. I got an email from a nice gentleman by the name of Murphy from Shaler, Iowa, and uh, he asked if I knew anything about side hammer pocket revolvers or the Colt root revolvers and the uh, carbine. And I said, yes, I do. So anyway, I says, okay, I'll take care of this for you. So the Colt Model 1855 side hammer is also known as the Colt root revolver after the English engineer uh, Elias K. Root. 18, he was, lived through 1808 through 1865. And it was a cap and ball single action pocket revolver used during the American Civil War. And it was made by Colt's Patent Firearms Manufacturing Company. Now, in the revolver configuration of the uh, patented revolving mechanism, only one model of revolver was produced. Two calibers for each revolver were 28 and 31. Now, the production of the revolver started in 1855 and lasted until 1870. In spite of the complexity and amb ambition of its patent design, the Sidehammer revolver never reached the status of a popular gun. Now, the production began in 1855 with the Model 1, followed by the Model 1A, and then the Model 2, beginning with the serial number 1 and ending in 1860, as about tw 25,000. Uh, these roll, these uh, models had a roller die engraved, uh, engraved scene referred to as the cabin and Indian scene, and production continued with the Model 3, which was had a fluted cylinder. Now the standard barrel length was three and a half inches, and four and a half inches for the Model 5A and 6A and 7A. Now calibers were 28 for the model 1 through 3, later 31 caliber for the models 3A, 4, 5, 6, and 7, and octagon barrels in the model 1 through 4, rounded barrels for the models 5 through 7. Now the cylinder scene engraved on the first 25,000 pistols was created by a banknote engraver named Waterman Orsby. And uh, the image was his fourth and last to be featured on Colt revolvers. The overall scene is one and a sixteenth inch wide and three and a quarter inches long. And at one end of the scene is the text Colt Patton number in the serial number there. And the image contains a pioneer defending himself against an attack by six Indians in Seminole-style attire using a pair of revolver pistols, presumably his wife and children while they're escaping. Along the top of the scene, the edge of the cylinder, uh, which is closest to the pistol barrel, is a finely detailed wavy line and a dot border. So there you are. Well, the Model 3, 4, and 5 had fluted cylinders with indentations between the loading chambers, preventing the application of a continuously engraved scene. Now, some cylinders were decoratively hand-engraved. Now, the Model 6 and 7 had a round cylinder with a rolled-on stagecoach hold-up scene by W.L. Ormsby. Now, in 1855, the side hammer was uh, the first Colt's revolver to use the creep, uh, creeping loader lever. Now, uh, the loading mechanism was used again in 1860 in the design of the Colt 
Army Model 1860, the Colt Navy Model 1861, and the Colt Police Model in 1862. In 1855, the, the side hammer was the first Colt solid frame spur trigger gun. An anatomical characteristic was taken again from these three, uh, the three models of the Colt Derringer started in production in 1870. Now for the first two models, production lasted in, into 1890, and the third model ended in 1912 until it was re-released in the 1950s for Western movies under the name of the fourth model Colt Derringer. Now, but the Colt Derringers, a solid frame spur trigger design, was still present in the patent when Colts purchased the National Arms Company in 1870. Actual original Colt model subsequent to the slide hammer and inheriting a solid frame and spur trigger were the Colt's House 1871 and the Colt New Line 1873. Now the revolving mechanism of the cylinder was also used in Colt's uh, other arms and uh, rifles and carbine configurations the 1855 first model sporting rifle the 1855 half stock sporting rifle 1855 stock sporting rifle military rifle and rifled muskets uh, the 1855 revolving carbine and the revolving shotgun now now colt's new model revolving rifle now it had its problems and uh, a lot of, you, you know, I haven't heard a lot about them but until I started researching it. And yeah, it was a dangerous gun in some point. But the Colt revolving rifles were early repeating rifles produced by Colt's manufacturing company. Now, the design was essentially similar to the revolver type pistols with the rotating cylinder that held five or six rounds in a variety of calibers from 36 to 64 inches. Um, they were mainly based on the Colt Model 1855 side hammer pocket revolver. So, and uh, they were actually used at a limited extent on the Pony Express and made a brief appearance in the American Civil War. Now, however, the rifles were generally disliked by soldiers and were ultimately discontinued due to serious design flaws. Revolving rifles were an attempt to increase the rate of fire of rifles by combining them with the revolving firing mechanism that had been developed earlier for revolving pistols. Colt began experimenting with revolving rifles early in the 19th century and making them in a variety of calibers and barrel lengths. Now, Colt's revolving rifles were, first, uh, were the first repeating rifles adopted by the U.S. government, but they had problems. They were officially given to soldiers because of their rate of fire, but after firing six shots, the shooter had to take an excessive amount of time to reload. On occasion, Colt rifles discharged all their rounds at once endangering the shooter or a chain fire. Even so, the early models uh, used in the Seminole War in 1838. Um, now in March of 1863, Colt formed the Patent Arms Company and began operation in, uh, in an unused silk mill along the banks of the Passaic River in Patterson, New Jersey. His first product was a ring lever revolving rifle, available in 34, 36, 38, 40, and 44 caliber, in which a ring located forward of the trigger served to cock the hammer and advance the cylinder for each shot. This was soon followed by a revolving pistol. These five-shot Patterson revolvers featured folding triggers and were available in both with and without loading levers in 28, 31, and 36 caliber. 
Patton Arms produced smoothbore revolving uh, carbines and shotguns. The, uh, the outbreak of the war between the U.S. government and the Seminole tribe provided Colt with its first break. Seminole warriors were, had learned that the soldiers were vulnerable while reloading their single-shot firearms, and they developed the tactic of drawing fire, then rushing the temporarily defensive soldiers, defenseless soldiers, and wiping them out before they could uh, fire a second volley. Now, Colt's revolving rifles were quite effective against this situation, and the Army purchased his products for the use by the troops in the Florida campaign. Now, in 1855, the Model, 8, uh, the Model 1855 patent, Colt introduced a spur-trigger revolver that featured a fully enclosed cylinder. These handguns were officially named sidehammer revolvers, but they were also known as root revolvers after, of course, the developer Elijah Root. Now, who at that time was employed as Colt's factory superintendent and chief engineer? Now, based on the sidehammer design, Colt produced the sidehammer model 1855 uh, rifles and carbines for military and sporting uses, as well as the revolving shotgun. In a failing health, Colt expanded his factory on the eve of the Civil War and began production of a new lightweight 44 caliber army revolver, followed a year later by a 36 caliber Navy version. Now, this was produced in a rifle version as well as a shortened carbine. In 1855, it began the first repeating rifle to be adopted by the service by the U.S. military, but problems with the design preventing its use until 1857. The principal problem was that gunpowder would sometimes leak out from uh, the paper cartridges, and in the field conditions, lodging in various recesses around the firing cylinder, Hot gases leaking from the gap between the firing cylinder and the barrel would ignite the powder, which in turn would ignite all the powder in the chambers waiting to be fired. Now, this is known as a chain fire and was relatively common failure with early percussion revolving firearms. When this happened with the, with the Colt revolving rifle, a spray of metal would be sent forward into the left arm and hand of the user. So, a distrust of the weapon developed as a result. Commanders attempting, attempted to get around the problem in a number of ways. The rifle could be properly and thoroughly cleaned since sloppy cleaning would leave residue behind that would increase the risk of a chain fire. Some commanders instructed their men to fire the weapon only while supporting it directly in front of the trigger guard uh, or by holding uh, the lower loading lever which moved their uh, left hand out of the path of danger during a chain fire. Other commanders instructed their men to load only a single chamber, preventing any chain fires from occurring. Now, loading a single chamber at the time also reduced the weapon to a single-shot weapon and effectively defeated the entire purpose of having a repeated rifle. Now, Brevet, Colt Dragon, uh, Dragoon, pardon me, revolving rifles were made in Belgium under license from Colt during the 1850s to the 1860s. The design of the Colt revolving rifle was essentially similar to revolver-type pistols with a rotating cylinder that held five or six rounds in a variety of calibers from 36 to 64. Now, the Model 1855 was the most widely produced revolving rifle, and it was available in 36, 44, and 56 caliber. Now, four barrel lengths were available, 15, 18, 21, and 24 inches. 
a six-shot cylinder was used if the caliber was 36 or the 44. The caliber was 56, it was a five-shot. So, revolving rifle used percussion caps like revolving pistols at the time. A cartridge consisting of powder and lead was loaded into the front of the chamber and then compressed with a plunger and was located beneath the barrel. Once the cylinder's chambers were loaded, percussion caps were placed over the vent nipples to the rear of the cylinder. The weapon was now ready to fire. Now, in addition to being susceptible to chain firing problems, the revolving cylinder design also tended to spray lead splinters into the wrist of the hand of the user. Now, revolving pistols didn't suffer from this problem since the user kept both hands behind the cylinder while firing the pistol. Some models could be fitted with a sword or socket bayonets, and the front sight would double as a bayonet lug used for the socket bayonet. And those adapted with sword bayonets had lugs on either side of the barrel. Now, a combination of uh, Colt revolving pistols and revolving rifles were used on the Pony Express by eight men who guarded the dangerous run between Independence, Missouri and Santa Fe. When uh, doubts were expressed about the ability of these eight men to deliver the uh, letters on this run reliably, reliably, the Missouri government declared that these men, these eight men, are ready in case of an attack to discharge 136 shots without having to reload. Well, we have no fears for the safety of the mail. All deliveries on this route were completed safely. So the U.S. government had purchased 765 Colt revolving carbines and rifles prior to the Civil War. Many of these were shipped to southern locations and ended up being used by the Confederacy. Now after the war began, rather, the uh, Union purchased many more rifles and carbines. Sources disagree over the exact number purchased, but approximately 4,400 to 4,800 were purchased in total over the length of the war. The weapon performed suburbly in combat, seeing actions with the 21st Ohio Volunteer Infantry Union forces at the slaughter pen while covering the withdrawal of John Miller's brigade during the Battle of Murfreesboro and Snodgrass Hill during the Battle of Chickamauga during the American Civil War. So, the volume of fire from this weapon proved to be so useful that the Confederate forces were convinced that they were attacking an entire division, not just a single regiment. But still, the Ohioans ran out of ammunition and surrendered. Now, despite these victories, the rifle's faults would prove fatal for the weapon. Now, the, the board of officers evaluated the evidence and decided to discontinue its use. The rifles were sold for 42 cents each. That's a fraction of the original cost of $44 each. Many revolving rifles were purchased for use of the militia of various states, and many militia companies entered the Civil War armed with them and never really used them in a combat situation. The Colt Company made a number of sizes in an attempt to adapt the rifles to the various branches of the service. When used in the Civil War, the soldiers in all branches of the service disliked them exceedingly on the account of the flash and loud report so close to their face, and dangerously strong recoil when, all, uh, when several chambers went all off at the same time. So, it's also a fact that Colt revolving rifle was used by Ned Kelly during a gunfight at Victoria Police at uh, uh, Grenwowen, Victoria in 1880. That's an interesting piece there, Ned Kelly. But anyway, if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to 
contact me at uh, gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase at yahoo.com. Or go to our Facebook page. Send some picture, friend requests. I love hearing from you. And could use some ideas, by the way, because we're at 330 episodes. And, you know, my brain's getting a little dry, so I need some help. So send me some ideas. So until the next time, y'all take care. <laughs>